Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, they'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hi folks, my name is George, and our title today is God Knows You. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test this information that you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It's especially important to have a secure understanding of your position before the throne. Knowing your righteous standing gives you boldness and confidence to totally expect God to watch over His Word to confirm it when you speak it. As a Christian, you are called to confront the enemy on behalf of the sick, the lame, the crippled, the blind, the oppressed, the lost, the abused, and the list goes on. Now, to be able to confront the enemy effectively, we must be absolutely certain that we have the mind of Christ in every situation. Do you remember the phrase, God is no respecter of persons. He treats everyone the same. If we look into Acts chapter 10, verse 34, Peter is speaking to the large group of people who have gathered in the house of Cornelius, the Roman centurion. The first words coming out of Peter's mouth, verse 34, Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Romans 2, verse 11 also says the same thing. There's no partiality with God. And the discussion from, from the Apostle Paul is between the Jews and the Gentiles. Paul says there's no partiality with God. God doesn't care where we were born, what language we speak, how tall we are, he doesn't care about our age, or how much money we have. His love is for everyone all the time. Now let's go to Jeremiah. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is chapter 1, verse 5. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, or I set you apart. Amazing words of God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Further in Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, God says these words to Jeremiah, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, if God is no respecter of persons, 
and knew Jeremiah from the very beginning and thinks these thoughts about Jeremiah, does he not also think the same about you? Well, yes, he does, of course. He thinks the exact same about you. God, in his love, formed me for his purpose. He formed you for his purpose. He watches over us to pour out his love as we aim to be renewed day by day. He knows us intimately as a married couple know each other. In the spirit and in the physical realms, he also knows everything about us. Now I want to slide in another verse. This is John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman at the well, and she says, well, we worship on that mountain. And Jesus replies, but the hour is coming and now is. And that's what we're looking at. And now is. Today, right now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Jesus says, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Our Father is looking for you and me to worship. Then Jesus says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, if God is a spirit, then his purpose for you and me being born on this earth must be for a spiritual purpose. Now, my career was as a shift worker in a millwright in a gas plant, in chemical plant. That's how I made my living in this natural, this temporary realm. But my purpose for being born is of a spiritual nature. So what did God know when I was born? Well, before I answer this question, let's look at what the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. Paul starts out, For we are all looking in a mirror that only gives a dim, blurred reflection of reality. That's the Amplified. But the second part of that verse says, But then, this is after he's been taken up into heaven, Then I shall know and understand fully and clearly when he's in heaven, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Paul is saying that God has seen all the way to the finish. That's what he knows about us. He sees the completed person. God knew and saw our finished person before we were born. He saw us as completed people in his heavenly realm. That's the eternal realm. He saw our beginning and our end. He saw our ups and our downs. He saw us as people who are leaping and dancing before his throne, worshiping him like the heavenly angels. God has his own pathway set out for me, a personal pathway that is according to his divine will for me. You also have a personal pathway pathway divinely set for you. Like Jesus, when he talked about the parable of the talents that were given to servants, well, they are given to us today 
Those talents are in our hands, in our pockets, and we are to rely on him to help us multiply them. Well, what does God know about you and me right now? It's easy to say everything, but let's take a moment and discuss everything in the next few minutes. He knows how you and I came to love his son. He even sent his angels to minister to us because we were heirs of salvation. He did this because he is not willing that anyone should perish. God watched as we repented of our sins, even repenting with a heavy spirit and crying, until he lifted the burden and we stood up free, absolutely free. He watched as his angels celebrated when we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He saw the change, the change that happened when we became re- recreated spirits. Our sins were forgiven, and he saw us wearing that beautiful robe of righteousness, more beautiful than the coat of many colors that Jacob made for Joseph. He saw the change that happened. He welcomed us, you and me, our spirit, my spirit, to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our spirits, the real you and me, were elevated into heaven's throne room at the same moment we accepted Jesus as Savior, while our souls, the mind, the will, and the emotion, began a journey in ever-increasing holiness until our bodies die. Holiness means aligning our thinking more and more with God's thinking. The closer we get to God, the more of the world that burns off. And all this occurs while we're still living in this natural realm. Our Father loves the Son. He loves His Son, Jesus, so much that He gave you and me the Holy Spirit to teach us about the glorious Son. He watched as we received this promise from Him by faith. When God saw us before we were in the womb, He knew that we would operate in faith like Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. It says that Abraham was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Fully convinced. Abraham believed in the God who calls life, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This is how God sees you and me living our lives here in the natural world for His divine purpose. God also sees that you and I are radiating His love to the people around us. We love in order to be free of the fear of man. We love in order to be free of the fear of Satan's attack. We love in order to be free of the fear of death and sickness and disease, poverty, and the list goes on. We love in order to be free of the fear of God as a punisher. 
That is not God's nature. God knows you and me as flesh, bone, and blood people on this earth who are totally sold out to Him. He needs us to be His ambassadors to the unsaved people in our area. He cannot send angels to save people or to speak to people about Jesus. He knows we will go and spread His word with signs and wonders following. Now, let's go to Romans 1, verse 1. Paul says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Well, that means Paul saw himself as a servant. God called him as an apostle. God knew that Paul was an apostle before Paul was born. It just took many years for Paul to minister in that anointing. We are servants and yet God has placed a calling on our lives to be more like His, be more like Him. It may take a few years to know the calling that is on our lives in the same manner that God knew us to be before we were born. God our Father knows that He has given us the revelation of the power and authority that is in, that is ours in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now if He gave us then this, then we have it. He knows that we have it. And He wants us to develop it and to use it. That's the power and authority that is ours in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you that the seed is planted in good, fresh, fertile soil. And you give the increase, Father. A little shoot, a little sprout. Up comes a vine, out comes the branches, and on the branches are fruit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.